Welcome to the Phil's Landscaping Podcast, where we cover everything landscaping to help you consistently kick the day's ass. Hey, hey. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Phil's Landscaping Podcast. Today, we have a super awesome guest and a good friend of mine named Tyler Hedberg, the owner of Tyler's Lawn Salon. Say what's up to everybody, Tyler. How's it going, guys? So today we got Tyler on the on the show, and we're gonna hear a little bit about his journey to becoming a landscape boss, and um, we're just gonna hear a little bit about his startup and where he's going, and what his big plans are for the future of Tyler's Lawn Salon. So um, if you want, Tyler, just give us a little bit of background on your business and uh, kind of what you like to do, and a little history about yourself. Um, so my company is called Tyler's Lawn Salon LLC. We started in 2018. Um, initially started in Everett. Now we're based out of Marysville. Um, we do mainly residential um, and we're starting to get into commercial a little bit more. Um, weekly and bi-weekly full service landscape maintenance. We also do some installations as well such as sod, retaining walls and stuff like that. Um, not really too much hardscaping at the moment um, or irrigation work. That's something we're kind of looking to get into this year. Um, but really, we kind of started out of spite in a way. Um, I'd worked for some people previously and I felt undervalued and underappreciated. Um, felt like I could achieve more and it's uh, kind of why I started. I would say. Um, there's more to it than that, obviously. There's a lot more to it than that, and we'll get further into that, I'm sure, as we go through this. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of the biggest reason I started. We service some of the same areas as you, um, Woodenville, Bothell area, but like I said, we're up in Marysville, so we do Marysville, Lake Stevens, um, Snohomish, starting to branch into uh, Arlington a little bit with some commercial stuff, hopefully. Um, but, yeah. That's awesome. Spite! Let's talk about let's talk about the chip, Phil. I got a question real quick for Tyler. All right, all right, fire away. And then we'll talk about that. So a lot of people are get, that are listening to this are going to be wondering the same question: Where did you get the name Tyler's Lawn Salon instead of like Tyler's Landscaping or Tyler's Lawn Care? So when I was, I think I was eighteen. I was ended up moving down to Bonnie Lake. Um, I was kind of in a rough spot in my life, um, didn't, to be honest, really didn't have anywhere else to go. Um, and I had a friend who I'd grown up with, um, who I had known owned a landscaping company. I didn't really know to what extent I hadn't seen him honestly in like four years. We'd stayed in touch over the phone, but that was about it. And, uh, I reached out to him and I was like, Hey man, you know, I remember you mentioning if I ever want to come work for you, I can come work for you and I got a place to stay. Well, that time's come, I need help. And, you know, I was down there within 24 hours and within, I think it was my first week working with him. He owned a landscaping company and he was a year older than me. I was 18 at the time, he was 19. He had four employees, had two Zuzu NPR trucks. Um, this is actually when Shindawa was really hitting the market up here in Washington and he was one of the first people, he was sponsored by Shindawa actually. So they were giving him equipment, um, giving us hats, coats, all this cool stuff. And it was really impressive to me. But uh, we went to one of the, the equipment stores one day and there was a company there 
that pulled up and his truck down the side in big bright yellow letters it was a it was a red truck but he had yellow letters it looked like a ronald mcdonald truck kind of but it said kelly's lawn salon and ever since then i that name has just stuck with me and the day i decided i wanted to start a landscape company that was the first thing that came to my head and stuck with it now it's on all your dirt bikes and your trucks and everything oh yeah it's on everything (laughs) that's awesome so we could hey and i'm on time today phil on time let's go finally (laughs) he this new guy he said dude phil i he'd worked for us for a month and he was like dude i i appreciate you so much like it's crazy how like you actually appreciate us as employees Mm -hmm. like i've never I've never felt like that from somebody from any other landscaping company because, like, I feel like he kind of explained it like he was a lead at uh, Pacific Landscaping and, like, was always kind of scared that, like, some guy was going to come up, like, the next big dog to come take his spot. So, like, they're just kind of being scared all the time. And another guy texted me back and he was like, Dude, Phil, like, it's so awesome, like, working with you guys and the guys, and, like, it honestly doesn't even feel like work, because we're having, Mm -hmm. we're having fun all the time, so, like, and that's the kind of, um, kind of, like, community stuff that I want for, like, my guys and crews, like, I want to be fun, not, like, just a big dick boss. Exactly, and that was a big thing for me, you know, I always felt like I was going to work. You know, I and I dreaded it. You know, I'll I'll be the first to say it right now, and I'll apologize to anyone I have ever worked for previously. I was a horrible, horrible employee. Yeah, I you know I worked hard when I was there, but you know, getting me to show up on time, not calling, you know, it I was horrible. And you know, I'll tell you right now, I have I'm still getting paid back for that one. <laughs> I swear, I'm still getting paid back for that one. Um, but it. Yeah, I mean, appreciating your guys, I mean, that's the biggest reason I started my company is I felt underappreciated and undervalued, you know, and, you know, I, I noticed I was starting to do that and I, I had to make a quick change. Um, definitely, definitely had to make a quick change, so. Well, so, I love the fact you said, you know, you're talking to this guy, you know, you're, you're talking to this guy now and you're helping him and, 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 and it's such a important skill, I think, guys can burn bridges, you know, or, mm-hmm. or think like some incident or something that happens like, well, that's, that's, that's the end. That's the end yeah. And that people can't change and situations can't change. Uh, but when you are a business owner and, and you're trying to work and win, uh, you're building bridges people, all the time. You yeah. gotta, you gotta be in a bridge building. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Lots yeah. of bridges. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. What would you say your biggest, you know, wins have kind of been in, in the last year? Um, a personal big win for me, and I guess it would be a business one as well, would be moving to our new shop, um, my new house, I guess you could say as well. Um, you know, we went from a place, my front yard was less than a hundred square feet of grass and bed. So we're talking whole thing, less than a hundred square feet. Now I have just over four and a half acres. You know, I have a pit bike track. I have a storage container, which I'm able to keep some of my equipment in. You know, I have ample amounts of parking. For all my trailers and my trucks um you know it, it makes me running my business life a lot easier you know i'm not getting up every morning moving trailers around to get to this trailer 
you know, it's it's helped my business dramatically. I'm able to keep my things locked up at night now and not have to unload every night. Um, just little things like that has helped me dramatically, I feel like, every day. You know, I'm not getting up, oh man, I got to go out and load everything. It's 35 degrees outside, which in Washington, yes, we go landscaping when it's 35 degrees outside. It can be, you know, 32 degrees outside, and as long as it's not snowing, we still have work to go do. Um, we may not be mowing lawns, but there's plenty of things to do in Washington State in the winter. Um, Anybody that has snow that didn't have snow would be landscaping, too. Yeah. So, it's, as far as the personal slash business goal, that's that's one of the biggest ones. Um, a straight business goal um, would be, I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't think I'd make it past three years. So, to, for me to make it through my third year was huge to me. Um, there was a goal... You know, I was told by a couple of people I wouldn't make it past this year. I was always told your third year in business is your hardest. If you make it past three years, you got this. You know, and I'm going into my fourth season right now, and I'm really grateful for that. And I know it's, it wasn't all just because of things I did, but, you know, that's yeah. to me, is a big one. So, Well, whoever gave you that advice is, is, is wise. Uh, one of the top things I always say is, is number one rule, stay in business. You know, stay in business, stay alive, stay alive to fight another day, uh, no matter how how crappy or tough it seems in a given season, because everything that's hard ends up uh, having a, a reward, you know, at, Definitely. The, at the end of the road. So it sounds like this new spot is part of that, part of that process. Definitely. Yeah, and then I'm hoping we can be there, I mean, another two years at least would be ideal before until I can go and, you know, get my own spot, you know. Buy a shop, buy a home, you know, all that type of stuff. So, the big boy toys. Big boy toys, yeah. So, you talked a little bit about storing your equipment and stuff. I know you got some cool equipment and nice big dirty Max, too. And uh, <laughs> so, what? what's your uh, truck and trailer setup? What is your go to mowers? What mowers do you have? What's your go to? And uh, tell us a little bit about your equipment. So truck and trailer set up. Um, right now we're running just one truck. Um, our goal this year is to be up to three in total, but right now we're just running one um, with one crew. Um, it's three guys in total, but uh, it's uh, 2006 GMC 2500 HD with the 8.1 liter um, motor with the Allison tranny. Uh, it's a long bed crew cab or extended cab, I should say. Sorry. Um, We've got a landscape rack built into that. I don't have the dumper dog insert like Phil does. Um, got the rims, though. I got the rims, though. Yeah, I got. <laughs> I put some rims on it. Um, actually took them off my other truck and put different wheels and tires on that truck. And then figured why they're not. they're both pimping. Yeah, I make them both pimping now. So I got 20s on the work truck and 22s on the personal truck. So, But uh, that's the truck setup. Um Trailer-wise, we run an 8x16 enclosed. Um, that's usually what we run through fall and winter for the most part. But you also have a, a open trailer. Explain real quick what happened to the open trailer. <laughs> so the open trailer, yeah, that's a that's a good one. I got a 7x12, 714 open trailer. Um, and uh, I kind of just swerved to miss a pothole and... Trailer swung a little wide and accidentally clipped Chevy Aveo, so the wheel well smashed in and brought the axle back a little bit, so that trailer's, it's it's still drivable, axle's off a little bit, but it's 
technically it's still fine. So we're it's sitting right now, and it'll be replaced this this next spring. So we already have plans going for that one. All right, so, so keep going on to the mowers. But yeah, we got so we got that eight by sixteen. The eight by sixteen is completely built with um, Green Touch Industries uh, locking racks. Um, you know, I I like them. I, there is you know some downsides to them as far as reliability. I haven't had one thing break on them yet, so I love those racks um, for that. I love the fact that they can lock. Um, mowers we're running. Um, we got a 2020 Toro Grandstand 48 inch mower. Um, we just run the accelerator bags on that. I love that mower. Um, I bought it in July and have over 200 hours on it already. Um, we also have an Xmark Viking uh, 48 walk behind, uh, two Xmark 30s, uh, Honda Commercial 30, and then just a normal Honda, you know, Home Depot uh, 21. And uh, those mowers, I mean, they were great for us. Um, this next year, we're definitely going to be getting more into a little push mowing game. So we'll add another, another commercial or two, um, and probably another forty-eight, maybe a fifty-two is kind of what I was leaning more towards. A skag. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a fan of the controls. The controls are weird to me because I'm an X Mark Toro guy. Yeah. So they're opposite. But yeah, the skags are great mowers. Um, my Toro, I mean. It's it's held its own this last year. I have not had one issue. Um, to be honest with you, it's still running the original belt for the blades, and it's at 203 hours, I think. So I'm pretty impressed with that mower, um, especially, I mean, for being affordable. I mean, as far as 48 stand-ons go, it's one of the more affordable ones, and I'm pretty happy with it for sure. When do you have to do the hydros? The hydros, they say every 250. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm actually dropping... Hopefully by the end of the week. Yeah, I'm hoping to take it to precision by the end of the week. Um, That and then my other 48 as well, get those in there. Um, Just get them taken care of. Have them do everything, you know. My uh, my dump trailer is actually going in the shop tomorrow as well to get um, the back door door welded back on all the way from when I folded the the door uh, dumping it because I wasn't paying attention. So I'm getting that fixed and, you know, brakes checked, wheel bearings done, all that good stuff, so. That's what's up. So, what would you say your your favorite part about owning a landscaping business is? My favorite part is it's a very vague question, but no, not still a good one. Not really. I mean, to me, it's it's pretty easy. Um, it's getting like for me personally. So, my yard that I live in now. You know, I got about two acres of grass. You've been there. You've mowed it. You tried the forty eight there. Um. Uh, but when I get that place looking good and I leave and go to the store and I come home and I pull in and I see nice stripes and nice beds, you know, my flagpole's waving, everything's clean. It's, it's a really rewarding, nice feeling. You know, yes, I did that myself, you know, so I'm looking at it in that aspect. But as a homeowner from their standpoint, looking at it from their standpoint, the feeling of coming home after work and looking at a nice, clean, maintained lawn, I mean... You see it all the time on these Facebook pages. People will be walking up, checking out these people's yards on their ring cameras and stuff. You see it, you know, and it's it's cool to be able to do that for clients, you know, give them that when they come home. The same feeling I get when I get back to my house. Right. It's, it's, it's a great feeling. It's nice to know your property is beautiful. Well, even nowadays exactly. when they're sitting in their house, you know, a lot of time just working from home, just the ability to 
to look out at a yard that's taken care of and yep you know or they're literally waiting for tuesday like when their landscaper comes yeah they're like oh my landscaper's here people yeah and i have i mean i i will say right now still alive i i have some some clients that are a little older um and I can say right now, us coming is definitely the highlight of their week. I mean, you, you they can, come out and say what's up. They, they, not only do they come out and say what's up, I mean, they'll come out and you know talk to you the whole time. Which I mean, if as long as I can keep working and going, you know, I don't, I don't mind, you know, sitting there the whole time talking. You know, yes, we're there to work, and we still have, you know, I, I have a business to run, but my customers are what's important, you know, and I'm gonna sit there and listen to what they have to say, um, and. There's a couple of clients in particular um, that, you know, over the past couple of years, they've lost their significant other, you know, that they've been with for forever, you know. And uh, us coming, especially right now, you know, where with COVID and everything, it's not like they're going out and doing everything, you know. They, even them just sitting in their doorway talking to us or, you know, just coming out and being on the other side of the yard talking to us is... To them, you can just tell it's a highlight of their week. Even some of their their pets come out and run around and play, you know. And it, you can just tell they're more excited than they would be other times. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I got this guy. It was actually we take care of their yard, and it was uh, my preschool teacher from way back in the nice. day. And uh, they're like super nice people. And her husband uh, has cerebral palsy. So, like, he, like, walks like mm-hmm. this and stuff. And, like, so, like, every, it, he was, like, meticulous about his yard. And, like, it was just this year that he had to stop taking care of his yard. Yep. So, literally, every single week, Don would come out like this, like, hey, hey, Phil. And be like, hey, Don, how you doing, man? He was like, well, I'm working on this birdhouse. Hey, you want to come and check it out? Yeah. Like, we were rolling around with three guys in one truck. So, literally every week, I would just go, like, make a point and just hang out with Don for, like, 15 minutes or yeah. 20 minutes or whatever. And, like, uh, I think, like, for as far as, like, a customer relationship slash business relationship, almost, like, doing that is more important than laying straight stripes on their lawn exactly because like exactly they're gonna remember that more than like and not saying like you're just doing it to be a kiss ass or something Mm. but like i i literally enjoyed hanging out with them so yeah and i mean that's the thing i didn't start my business to you know become a huge company and make you know a whole bunch of money that's not why i started my business yeah i mean i i I don't want to be huge, you know, and to be completely honest with you, my, my dream company is four, maybe five trucks. You yeah. know, I don't ever want to be bigger than that. Um, I feel like at that point, the customer relation, especially, you know, Tyler's Lawn Salon LLC, it's, it's me. You know what I mean? I feel like at anything more than that, I risk really losing customer relation and being close with my customers, you know, there's a lot of co- companies out there that take advantage of their customers. And that's yeah. when I said I started my company in spite, it was because of a company I worked for that did that exact thing for years and years and years. And fortunately, it caught up to him and he's, you know, no longer in business. It's too, too many people just do that. And that's the biggest reason I started my business. So being able to sit there and take 10, 15 minutes to talk to a customer sometimes is it's really important. I agree. So what's your so so even going to four or five trucks though, right? It's going to be a decent amount of grip. What's your strategy 
uh, or at least in your in your head as you kind of sketch it out to grow bigger and stay small at the same time. You know, to, even as you go to four and five, you know, trucks or multiple crews, like what's your strategy to maintain that culture of taking that time with the customer, um, putting that customer first uh, so that they know the experience they're going to get from Tyler's Lawn Salon every time, regardless of, of who's running the crew? Um, really, my my goal and my solution to that is a lot of companies will go and one of the first, not first, I guess, positions I hire for as they're scaling, but one of the positions I hire for is an estimator and someone who does the quality checks. Me, me personally, I would rather hire someone else to oversee, you know, the final of the books and everything else than hire someone else to go and do the estimates and then go and do the quality checks on the properties. Because those are the times you actually get to interact with the customers right there. Right. You know, and there's no, there's no way for, I mean, it, it's, it's a one in a million thing, especially nowadays, for to get great, great employees that a customer's like, oh my gosh, I love him. He, he models your company perfectly, you know. Those are dream employees, and those are, those are the ones that you don't want to lose, you know. Um, and they're hard to come by. So it's kind of one of those, that's what I want to do is I want to be doing the estimates. I want to be doing the quality checks. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I want to oversee everything else as well. You know, to a certain extent, I'll, you know, have people in my office for accounting and, you know, taking calls and stuff. But in reality, I don't ever want to get out of the field completely. I want to always be in the field. That way my clients know I'm there, know it's still my company and it's not someone else running the show, you know. So that's that's what I plan to do. I, I, I plan to never be out of the field. Yeah. So so Costco did get kind of big, and uh, but they still had that that mentality. Uh, Jim Senegal kind of big, <laughs> no bigger five stores. But Jim Senegal, Jim Senegal, who was the leader of Costco for all those years, uh, he he visited like three hundred and twenty stores a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, or something. Just his travel schedule was was insane and it's the same philosophy that you have you you know even if you're going to go to five i think you're on the right track because uh, so often the fear makes sense like i don't want xyz like i see what i don't want but but then you got to obviously reverse engineer the problem and find a solution and, and a strategy exactly. and so it's it's great to hear you got some vision there that's good yeah and i to be honest with you i growing up my mom um used to uh she used to be like the vice president of marketing for uh, Trend West Resorts, which is now Wyndham. And she right. ran a bunch of phone rooms for him and stuff. And she right. had all these phone rooms she would have to go to. And she was in charge of all these people. And uh, she would always make it to point a point to be personable with every single employee. And that's kind of where I really learned that from her, I would say. Um, is, you know, you got to be personable with everyone. You can't just send someone else out there because at that point... The message gets misconstrued for one, two, the quality of work can get misconstrued, and three, I mean, in, in my opinion, that's how things go south, so. Yeah, no, that's good. What other what other uh, role models did you have uh, growing up? Who's kind of helped yeah. you, or who have you looked up to? So, my mom a lot, definitely. Um, obviously, it's, you know, my mom. My dad as well, he's kind of one of those guys that, I mean, he's definitely a hard ass, Um but my dad definitely it made me the person I am today. Um, you know, he got me into racing, um, quads, dirt bikes, snowmobiles, all that stuff at a young age. And doing a sport like that, you know, 
it's not necessarily a, a, a team sport, you know. You're you're yes, you have someone to help you when you're in the pits and when you're off the track and stuff. But when you're on the track, it's just you. You know, you don't have anyone to count on but yourself at that point. So he, him pushing me into that and pushing me through racing for the years and years and years that he did. Um, I mean, honestly, is what made me the hardworking, you know, person I am and have the dedication to things I have today. Um, was because of that. Um, another big one is one of my old bosses, Leo. He owns a company out of Woodenville, Casper's Lawn and Landscape. You know, I used when I first went to work for him, I rode BMX bikes as well, and he had dirt jumps in his backyard, and I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And one day I came into work, and he didn't have any work for us, and he paid me to work on his dirt jumps all day. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world, how he could afford to pay me to come <laughs> in and work on, you know, dirt jumps. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And ever since then, I've just, I've looked up to him. And anytime I have a question, he's my go-to. And I mean, no, I don't look up to him for, for dirt jumps. You know, he, his, his company right. is, is, is successful. You know, they, they do great work. They have great accounts. They have great relationships with their clients and he's a great guy. Um, and that's why I look up to him so much. Um, is that your hobby? I mean, tell us about your hobbies with it. I just went feet skiing with Phil and, and Andrew. <laughs> yeah. We went skiing. These guys, these guys can ski. This dude. guy's got dirt bikes, dude. So yeah. what are you riding right now? I'm not much of a skier. What you used to ride? But that's so, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about the dirt piles. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you got to have, I think what you find so often is, is uh, if you're not careful, uh, you can get too overly consumed with work and not have yeah. some balance of a hobby. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, my my thing is is uh, is dirt bikes definitely. Um, what brand? I ride a so right now I have a 2021 uh, Husqvarna FC 450. We just bought it a couple weeks ago. I had a FC 250 before that, another Husqvarna. Um, sold that off a couple months ago and switched to the 450. Um, I mean, to be honest, dirt bikes we didn't. I did it a lot growing up as a kid, but there was a long time there where I didn't do it because I wasn't on the right path in life and I couldn't afford it, you know. And to be honest, my parents were not taking me riding dirt bikes with them, and I don't blame them. Um, so once I, to be honest, I couldn't get a dirt bike until after I started my business. That was that was my biggest personal achievement since I got my business because I feel like you it, made it when you got when I dirt. when I was able to go and buy my myself a dirt bike I felt like okay you know this is the first time I've bought myself something you know to go and do you know a hobby and like a goal of mine was in life was man I hope I can race one day again you know I my parents got divorced when I was 13 and I wasn't able to race anymore and that's something I always told myself was I want to race again one day and I got that dirt bike and I was racing two months later and I had my company name on the side of my dirt bike i mean it may sound stupid but that may have been the proudest i've ever been you know what i mean that may have been the proudest dude, moment of my life dude, <laughs> so but what you're saying is such a common thing i remember uh when I was in, i was in seventh grade phil's never heard this story i don't think but i was in seventh grade i caught a little mini football <laughs> and you know what it said on the side of it, it said little caesar's pizza and it was at pop Keeney stadium in bothell washington and uh and i was seventh grade and i said man if I could have our our name on this football one day, my company, my company's name on this ball mm-hmm. one day, that would be, I would make it. And that I would be and, the balls. And, and honestly, I don't, there's a lot of proud moments that, I, that I've had, and, and certainly my four kids, my wife, et cetera, are, are among those crowning achievements, if you will. But the day that we were throwing pro star balls, in the, and they were throwing them in the parade, in 2010, mm-hmm. 
I was like, come on. And that's the dirt bike, the dirt dirt bike racing for you. And uh, and everybody's got like this picture of like, you know, Phil, Phil talks about how vividly he could see the yellow sh- the shirt and he just had a vision for what Phil's landscaping could mm-hmm. look like. And, and so anybody listen, I hope you catch that nugget of wisdom. I mean, that is gold. If you see it, if you can see it in your mind, you can achieve it. Yeah. It might take a minute. It might take a while. And it's certainly going to take some work, but that's great. That's awesome. Here's what I see for uh, my vision for this year. That's Hopefully, it. if they ever stop this COVID thing and we have a July 4th Bothell Parade. Let's go. That's going to be my moment. We're going to be rolling down with a big 16-foot trailer with Phil's landscaping on the side, all my homies inside. Uh, candy for days. Candy mm-hmm. for days. Pallets. Everybody pounding bubblies up there. And uh, we're going to be throwing out Phil's landscaping footballs with our phone number on it. And every kid's going to catch one of those footballs and say, Mom, look what I found. Let's have go. my phone number on it. Yeah, see, and I'm, I kind of have a goal similar to that this year, but it's more, I mean, yes, I want to do, like this last year I did in my house, I decorated, as you saw, with Christmas lights pretty heavily, um, and then I ended up doing the work truck in the front yard as kind of an advertisement thing. Well, a couple houses down from me, there was a thing going on through in, in the city we live in, in Marysville, called the Lights of Marysville, and basically all these houses entered this contest, and there's this map that people follow and drive around. Well, my house was dead in the middle of that map, so everyone was driving past my house seeing this, oh. <laughs> and it worked out cool, because, I mean, I can't count how many times I saw people, like, slow down and, you know, taking a picture of the truck or whatever, and I did get some calls from it, you know, so it was kind of cool, um, but this year, like, I'm planning on, I'm planning on uh, sponsoring a couple of kids that are hopefully going to make it back to the amateur motocross nationals down in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee for Loretta Lens. You know, we're planning to do something like that. And that, to me, is really a dream to be able to help kids, you know, live their dream, you know. Um, and maybe we're even sponsoring a, a team at the Washougal Top Gun race this year, which is a huge one. So That would be fire. You need a you need a, a sticker kit for every uh, Honda 150 or something right. for all those kids that are racing. Right. You win this, you get a Tyler's Lawn Salon number kit. Uh, all the badges. Well, we got some Lawn Salon racing stickers already made, so those are those are going around. <laughs> Heck yeah. Hey, well, we're probably going to wrap this up, but um, I just want to say thank you, Tyler, for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you, Phil, for having um, me. Thank you uh, for your friendship, and I uh, hope all the best for you this year. And uh, where, where can our listeners find you? I know you're trying to get blown up on Instagram. Definitely. Hit them up. Our Instagram's um, at Tyler's Lawn Salon. Um, trying to get better about the daily posts. Um, I'm horrible at after pictures, though. I did that twice today. I took before pictures, but no afters. Um, so I'm trying to get better at that. But, uh, yeah, follow us on there, um, as well as Facebook at Tyler's Lawn Salon, and then just our website, tylerslawnsalon.com. Pretty easy, straightforward. Rolls off the tongue pretty good, I think. So Pretty easy. Well, thank you, John, and thank you, Tyler, for being on the show today. Let's go.